In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our friends in the Archdiocese of Washington, you may have read in the paper or heard on the radio, are suing the Washington Metropolitan Area Transit Authority by virtue of our subways and buses not being permitted to carry uh, an ad by the Archdiocese of Washington promoting Christmas. Um, they just had a minor setback in the, in the latest um, or in the first uh, appearance before a judge, but that's certainly not the end of the case. Um, and maybe you saw the, the full-page ad in the paper today from, um, from, from the Virginia Department of Transportation um, explaining to us, very helpfully, that um, express lanes are coming to I-66 inside the Beltway during rush hour, when we already know that already happened. That's already national, if not international, news. Um, I think it's... it's um, it's as though th this is the season when public transportation has a saying, hey, 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 slow down, what's, what's going on? I have to admit that I had no sympathy at all for the people who were paying large um, tolls going into um, the city on I-66 at hours when a week prior they would have been forbidden from doing so, right? That's, that's what's lost in the newspapers. These are single drivers who had prior to been prohibited from being on that road at that time without, without a carpool. But um, believe it or not, after reading another full-page ad in the newspaper, I've, I've had a change of heart, I have to admit. I've found compassion in my heart. Um, that other full-page full ad announces that a federal court has ordered these various tobacco companies to make this statement about the addictiveness of, um, uh, of express lanes and speed, I'm sorry, of smoking and nicotine. Um, the ad eventually will read, you know, the Virginia Department of Transportation has been ordered by the federal court to make the statement about the addictiveness of express lanes and speed. Express lanes are highly addictive. Speed is the addictive drug in express lanes. VDOT intentionally designed express lanes with enough speed and expectation of saving time to create and sustain addiction. It's not easy to quit. There is, in, the, in sacred scripture today, this message Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. And it's, it's obviously being contrasted with the roads that lead us astray. From Isaiah chapter 40, we read a more extended um, explanation. In the desert, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the wasteland a highway for our God. Every valley shall be filled in. Every mountain and hill shall be made low. 
The rugged land shall be made a plain, the rough country a broad valley. Now, if you are imagining this, as I hope you are, and you're trying to visualize what's being described instead of just letting the words pass in and out, this is not resulting in a, in a more picturesque landscape, right? It's making it boring. The, the, it, it was a postcard before. It's no longer a postcard, right? We, we love to see rugged mountains, right? We love to see highways that twist back and forth. The point of this isn't to describe for you heaven. It's for the very specific point of describing the landscape of the, 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 the paths that lead you astray, the paths that lead you to hell. They twist and they turn, right? They trick you because you don't know where it's going to end up. Or you're allowed to be deluded into thinking that it's not going to go there. Whereas the path that leads to God leads straight to God. It's very straightforward. It's not, in and of itself, it's not as enticing. It's not as exciting, as exhilarating. The point of traveling that road is because where it goes. Our Lord isn't trying to trick you or deceive you. He's trying to make this as plain and as simple and as straightforward as possible. Repent. Reject sin. Follow me. Period. Waver neither to the left nor to the right. How often is it that we think, oh, well, I've, I want to take a little deviation, right? It may be for some kind of affection or some kind of exhilaration or just some kind of pleasure. But it's not going to lead somewhere really bad. It's just going to be a little deviation. And then there's a turn and a turn, and then you're at the cliff. You, didn't, you never intended to go off the cliff, but you intended to take that little deviation, St. John the Baptist is a very, very important figure in the season of Advent. Because remember, we are not just simply preparing to mark an historical occasion of our Lord's birth, but we are preparing for Christ to come into our lives. Historically, sacramentally, mystically, at the end of time. But we heard from St. Mark in the first chapter. We also hear very similar words in St. Matthew in, in, the, in the 11th chapter. As is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, who shall prepare thy way. But those words aren't in the prophet Isaiah. Now, the words that followed immediately afterwards, that is... You just heard it from chapter 40. Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. That's the prophet Isaiah. But behold, I send my messenger before thy faith. That's not the prophet Isaiah. That's the prophet Malachi. We'll get to that in a little bit. What's interesting about how the prophet Isaiah speaks of all of this and unfolding, because he, he does describe 
a voice crying in the wilderness. And this, this voice has a message to comfort God's people and to, and to lead them to, to salvation. But depending on which paragraph of Isaiah's prophecy you're reading, he sometimes he's talking about all of Zion. All of God's people is the voice crying out in the wilderness. What in, what in fact does Isaiah say about his messenger? It's in chapter 42. It's not too flattering. Who is blind but my servant? Or death is my messenger whom I send. Who is blind as my dedicated one, or blind as the servant of the Lord? He sees many things, but does not observe them. His ears are open, but he does not hear. That is the story of God's people before Christ, continually being brought back from disobedience, from infidelity. But Isaiah also describes the Messiah who will not cry or lift up his voice or make it heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break. A dimly burning wick he will not quench. He will faithfully bring forth justice. These words that describe St. John the Baptist and describe the Messiah are the key for us to understand the prayers, I think, that we have at the altar today. God sends us messengers. He sends us prophets. He sent us the Messiah. And he sends us into the world. On our own, we are hapless. We're blind, we're deaf, and we're disobedient. But if we follow Christ, if we allow Christ's words to be our words, unabridged, if we allow Christ's life to be our life without compromise, then we lend our voices to the work of God. We lend our hands to his mission. It's the old lesson. The best teacher is the best student. Right? The best confessor is the best penitent. The best Proclaimer of salvation is the one who is saved. And so, at the end of these many Masses during Advent, especially early in Advent, we hear a theme over and over again. And, and if you close your eyes, even metaphorically, and visualize, you can see that this is, this is that dangerous landscape that our Lord has made smooth and is still accompanying us to make it possible for us to make safe passage. And it's not usually, interestingly enough, it's not usually the opening prayer, but it's the closing prayer prayer after communion.
Last Sunday, we heard this. May these mysteries, O Lord, in which we have participated, profit us, we pray, for even now, as we walk amid passing things, you teach us by them to love the things of heaven and hold fast to what endures. Today, at the conclusion of these sacred mysteries, you'll hear these words, after which I hope to hear a firm amen. Replenished by the food of spiritual nourishment, we humbly beseech you, O Lord, that through our partaking in this mystery, you may teach us to judge wisely the things of earth and hold firm to the things of heaven. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.